Welcome back to Who Wants to Be a Billion? I mean, uh, Who Wants to Be a World Champion? I'm Chris Tarantula. Before the break, Britain's Lewis Hamilton was leading the championship. He's used up his 50-50 and he's asked the audience. Now, in order to stay in the competition, he's going to phone a friend. So, Lewis, who's it going to be? Uh, Chris, I'd like to call my McLaren teammate, Fernando Alonso. Hola. Fernando here. Ah, Fernando Alonso, this is Chris Tarantula. I've got Lewis Hamilton here. <sighs> ah, Fernando, can you help Lewis answer the following question? What is the Spanish word for loser? <sighs> is it A. Perdedor or B. Lento? Okay, Fernando, the clock is ticking. Fernando, I am going to have to hurry you now. You're almost out of time. Oh, Fernando, you had a time there. You should have given me the answer. What was the problem? Obviously, I was ready to answer, but the team held me for 20 seconds. Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I am the Gareth Jones in question. With me, Richard Porter. Hello. And Zonk. Hello there. That was a very, very gentle beginning to the show today, don't you think? Yeah, well, that's well, quite soothing. Is this because you're about to talk about um, <laughs> a nice, relaxing smoke or something? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Actually, yes! Um, I, I read a couple of things recently that kind of got my eye. You know, we've talked about Formula One having stuff like cigarette sponsorship, and uh, we mentioned the idea that you, you know, we have alcohol sponsorship in Formula One at the moment. Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker yeah, yeah, always have had a bit of that. Um, I saw something recently. I'm just going to read it because um, uh, it says here, um, Swiss cannab. Do you have a train going through your house, Richard? No, so on sk- skating. Oh, God, I was going to say, because the tube does run under here, but oh, <laughs> is it coming up through the, the ironing is board that we're using as a mic? A couple of things I spotted. The first one is this, and I'm, I'm going to read it because I wrote this down. Um, Swiss cannabis iced tea, right? For In itself. Is, uh, is worthy mean, of conversation. <laughs> worth more research right there. Four words I'd never heard in, in, in combination together. It's, bear with me because this does relate to cars. Swiss cannabis iced tea are the sponsors of Juno Racing's Portugal team driver, Pedro Salvador. If you go to the junoracing.co.uk website, there's a picture of the Juno sports prototype, and it's got a great big picture of what looks like a cannabis leaf. Well, it is a cannabis leaf right on the front of the car. Outrageous! I still don't know what Swiss <laughs> cannabis iced tea is. That I'm, I'm still kind of job confused done. right there. Oh, this is well, yeah, absolutely. Job done. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, there's three separate intriguing elements in there: All right, iced tea and cannabis, and Switzerland of all places. Cannabis legal in Switzerland? Uh, the tea isn't legal in Switzerland. It's a bit risky. <laughs> it's not criminal in Switzerland. Coughing loudly. So I think, I think it's deemed decriminalised in Switzerland. Oh really? Okay. Ah. So that personal explain. use. Yeah, I believe it's. Uh, but and this... you're allowed to grow small quantities. I think for personal use in Switzerland. No, we're not advocating this, guys. We're just saying no, no, we're no, merely we're just, commenting. We're just making a statement. Yeah. We're just making a statement of fact about national laws. But it seems that it's catching on in the motor industry. Ford. They're sponsoring hemp production. Do you know the story, Richard? Well, no, I did because you know you mentioned this to me earlier on. So I went to the interweb and I printed out this thing, um, which says that uh, a deal between Defra, uh, the Environment Department, 
and Ford and uh, Hemcor, who uh, grow plants uh, which are closely related, it says, not actually, but closely related to the ones that produce cannabis. And uh, this could see hemp being used as the basis for a wide range of automotive components. Uh, the fibrous qualities of the stalks of the plant can be used to make clothes, paper, and ropes. None of those things are in cars. I don't understand that. <laughs> a handbook. Or maybe seat fabrics. I don't know. Ropes? Well, no, but I, now, I had an idea um, that at least one major manufacturer, I thought it was Mercedes, but maybe it was BMW, were using um, hemp fibres in some internal panelling. I mean, you, you know the kind yes, of panels you get Mercedes, in the car, oh, no. which, which are basically like sort of, you know, it's sort of hardboardy, sort of cardboardy yeah. stuff. They're using hemp fibres. I'll tell you what, the Volkswagen Fox uh, is made in Brazil, and mm-hmm. the rear parcel shelf is made of fibres taken from some kind of banana plant. So it's already going on, but this yeah. is the, the angle here is that it's hemp. I've just actually read a bit more of this thing that I should have read before we started recording, <laughs> uh, which uh, the Robert West of Kinetic, the technology development firm behind the project. Um, we hope this could become a sustainable way of replacing metals, glass fibre and plastic in making new cars, he said. So there you go. Well, you know, it, it probably is a promising line of inquiry. I mean, you know, because hmm. uh, you know, car companies don't start using something just because it's fashionable or because, uh, you know, they're a bunch of potheads. They're, you think, you know, they're, they're interested in using this because it's, uh, it's a good material. And, you know, hemp is something that uh, grows very fast, produces very strong fibres, um, which are, of course, biodegradable. So it's good they're finding some good so, industrial yeah, uses for this very useful What we're saying here is it's a good idea. I think it would be uh, easier if it wasn't hemp, because if it was just... Um, potatoes or something it wouldn't yeah. get this sort of huge coverage of like oh my god they're using drugs to make cars uh, it just seems yeah, it's absolutely. got out of hand a little bit it's yeah. not the first time I mean come on the DeLorean Motor Corporation <laughs> <laughs> it was never proved it's just legally Are you, wasn't well it was entrapment it was entrapment that's didn't right. DeLorean yeah that's right yes, yes it was, <laughs> it was entrapment yes uh, he did agree to he's dead now isn't he yeah DeLorean he can't libel the dead yeah mad old he twat. did it all so and his cars are rubbish. <laughs> his cars were rubbish. Have you ever they, driven a DeLorean? Yes, about ten yards. The bloody awful. They did look pretty good oh, look in the movies. Oh, well, they look great in real life. They're incredibly low. If you ever see one, I was at the bus stop at the top of this road the other week and one drove past, and they're so low, incredibly low, even by modern standards. I nearly bought one about uh, 15 years ago, did you? I think, for eight and a half grand. Ooh. I was so close to Ooh. taking it, but I didn't. I wish I had, actually. But I, I, I drove it, and I thought, oh, no. no. But, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have a Lotus Esprit, which is basically the mm-hmm. car that the DeLorean was? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. anytime. You know. uh, where were we going with that? Oh, just drugs, uh, and drugs in the car industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, we kind, of, we kind of meandered off there again. <laughs> Let me just what bring this to about? an absolute and careful legal halt, guys. Can I, can I just say, we are not suggesting for one minute any car corporation is making cars out of any kind of hemp that might give off any kind of fumes other than the real thing. It ain't cannabis, is it, mm. boys? No. Or is it? Good afternoon, sir. I see you checking out the new Mondeo here. Yes, some lovely car. It certainly is. It's a lovely, lovely motor car. Would you like to have a sit in it? Thanks. Whoa, I love this new car smell. This car is like awesome. Yes, it uh, certainly is. Um, 
Very nice. Uh, if you let me in the passenger side here, I can show you some of the standard features. Thanks. And now the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is so cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's like total cool. Oh, oh, dude, I'm feeling kind of hungry now. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I want some yogurt. Yeah. Meanwhile, at Ford HQ in Dearborn. Sir, urgent memo here. Uh, we're gonna have to ramp up Mustang production. What? What? What's going on here? We're at full capacity already. Yeah, but we just got a new order for uh, one hundred thousand cars from uh, somewhere called the Netherlands. This episode, Gareth Jones on Speed, brought to you just up the road from my house. And I really enjoy driving here, Richard. It's seldom that I have... Can you see where I'm going with this? It's a link. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> Are you t- trying to set something up? Yeah, yeah, escape yeah. from local yeah. radio. Yeah, what it's, it, it's vestigial in me, I'm afraid. It's in my DNA. So anyway, what you're trying to say is, because for the second show in a row, we enjoyed doing the last one so much at my house that we're doing it again here <laughs> yeah. at the... I like the vibe. It's like the summer kind of road show, isn't it? It's brilliant. <laughs> the garage angels meet summer road. Except it's not for me because I'm at home. But th- there we go. Should we go and do it in someone's house? If you want us to come and do it in your house, if you send us a big flash car, we will. If you're serious, if you send us a great big car, we'll turn up to your house and record a show in your house one day. Should we do that? Can we do that? Can we say that on podcast? I think we can. We can make that. Point. Okay, one extra extra thing. The, we do have a rider. You know, we, yeah, we, we, no, of we course, have some yeah. certain basic requirements yeah. in terms of you know a creaky floorboard. Cre- We'll need one of those. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a room that's not quite as well damped as it should be. Yeah. Yes. And an ironing board to put your microphone on, because you won't have any microphone stands. And no. co- coffee on demand. Has to be real coffee, no instant. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, and pizza at about halfway through. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, I was going to ask you about favourite roads, because I quite enjoyed driving up here today. I'm genu- genuinely serious about that. My favourite driving experience, I'll come to in a moment, right? But I, I'm going to ask you guys to nail it now. You know, if someone said to you, tell me a great story about driving, you know, what was your favourite driving experience? And I'm talking about not just the car, but the road that you're on as well. The kind of moment. I think driving a big American car across America was is right up there at the top. Mm. Uh, I have very, very happy memories of uh, being with uh, three good friends in a 1972 Pontiac Catalina convertible Ooh. that we bought specifically to do the trip. And driving down I ninety five on our you know on our way from Seattle ultimately to Las Vegas and the the two moments I think in particular I would I would pick out actually driving in Washington State down the I ninety five just before I got stopped for speeding <laughs> uh, and driving across the Nevada desert. Uh, kind of on the last leg of our trip just as we were mm. getting to Las Vegas those are fantastic moments yeah. now y- you were talking about driving within London yeah. okay a c- couple of favourite bits of road in London yeah. um, first of all Kingsway Tunnel I just oh, love yeah, that yeah. Oh. where you kind of come down off the yeah. bridge and you know uh, Do you know what that reminds me of? That's like something from Joe 90, from one of those sets that Derek <laughs> Meddings did, from, from even uh, Thunderbirds, you kind of underground London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also on the under, underground underfront, um, the tiny little road, the tiny little one-way road that runs under the Savoy Hotel, yes. which not many people know yes, about. Yes, I know it. Which is a really neat kind of shortcut. On the Strand. Yeah, exactly. We'll tell you later. 
And, um, and a special pass key to get into it. You've just got to know where the turning is. I think. That's just it, reminding me of something. It looks like a turning into an underground garage, but oh, it's really? a road. Whoa, cool. that sounds brilliant. I was going to say, Ooh. do you know what the great thing, the unique thing about the road actually outside the Savoy? There's something that is unique in Britain. It is the only road on which you drive on the right-hand side. You're good. You really are good. Thank you. He's good. Thank you. Thank He's you. good. And lastly, the other London road, um, the Westway. Um, because oh, yeah, yeah. it is, you know, it, it's the only bit of road which, uh, in theory, assuming that there was, you know, there were no speed limits, you could actually get up a decent bit of speed on if you want. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I go there whenever I go to uh, my office at the BBC. Mm-hmm. My office, it sounds like I own it. I mean, the office that I work in at the BBC. Onto the Westway, you break clear of that sort of mush of, of Marathon Road and central London. I you suddenly can break into clear air. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just great. fantastic. You just, you yeah. go, go through, yeah. Oh my God, I'm in fifth gear. I haven't done that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, That's funny, I thought you worked for Top Gear. Richard, you got a London driving moment? Uh, London, London, London. I tell you what I did. I had to work really late last week uh, and I I didn't leave uh, my office at the BBC until half one in the morning and I drove through the streets of London um, in my little Suzuki Swift sport and, you know, not driving nuts because I was quite tired but just enjoying actually that VW Golf advert that's been doing the rounds that night driving and there's a ring of truth about it. Driving Mm. at night when there's nothing else around except the odd cab and and you sort of you feel like you've got the place to yourself almost mm. it's great almost like when we did the London Grand Prix vodcast in fact you know when yeah. we got up really early and did that and you felt like you sort of had the city to yourself and yeah. it's a, a rare and very very enjoyable experience absolutely no, I quite agree and particularly along by the river down along the embankment can mm. be a fantastic drive at night uh, with the bridges all lit up yes beautiful, beautiful. oh um I tried to work it out the other day, uh, which is my favourite bridge to go over at night. I think it's... Slackfriars. I was going to say Waterloo, actually. You get quite a good view from Waterloo. Because you've got either way, though, because you've got up to Parliament and stuff. Like I think, that. honestly, yeah, so I think there's a, some of the bridges kind of more along to kind of the west of the river, like kind of sort of Battersea Bridge, which yes. is these really wonderful Victorian Hammersmith bridges. Hammersmith Bridge is gorgeous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, we We're get... We're talking about quite guys, narrow, guys. Where have we gone? I, it's spot? just, I did some examination of the figures before I came over here today and we have uh, bizarrely apart from the massive amount of people downloading this show in Britain mm. and the United States and Australia English speaking markets we've got a lot of people in Malaysia we've actually got an enormous number of people downloading in China at the moment now if you're listening in China hello be, China yeah hi um, how ring um, it would be really interesting to know if us chatting about a bunch of bridges in London is A, completely incomprehensible, or B, quite interesting if you live in China, because you don't get to see them anyway. Now, listen, my favourite bit of London driving is in Shepherd's Bush. Now, I wrote about this in a newspaper. I think you saw this. You read this one. You helped oh, me yes, edit it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's one corner on the Shepherd's Bush roundabout. If you're coming from the Chiswick side, and then you head round the square, and you turn right to get back on going towards um, Labrick Grove, that way, you know, there's one really tight corner that just tightens. The apex just tightens beyond 90 degrees and kicks round the final yes. bit, right? Yes. My old Lancia HPE was built for that corner I don't know why but there was something about the way the undulation in the road worked and the rate of the springs of the suspension in, in my Lancia but it sort of squatted down and then bounced up and tucked around that corner it, I wish I could find a better way of saying as if it was on rails but it was <laughs> simply the most beautiful moment in motoring that's a yellow card there <laughs> 
from a special a motoring car journalist a referee yeah. set of cards. Okay, anyone got a bad motor- thing to say about motorways before we go? No, a bad thing to say about motorways, yeah. Or the M6 being the worst road in the whole world. It absolutely drives me nuts. And unfortunately, because I'm from the northwest of England, I have to drive up it quite a lot. But the only thing that's helped that is the M6 toll road, which is actually very good because it's very quiet and incredibly fast. Because I think a lot of people think that because it's a toll road that the law doesn't apply in some deranged universe. They just go, oh, it's all right. And I remember the first time I ever used it, I was was on my way back from Scotland. I'd been in a story for Evo and we were Mm. driving a Lotus Elise. And uh, one of my colleagues, Roger, was driving and he... uh, He's a, he does a bit of racing and he's quite handy behind the wheel and he was just maintaining a good pace you know a sort of sensible motorway speed nothing too crazy and there were cars going past us like nothing like this Audi A2 it looked like it was about to sort of all peel apart because <laughs> it was going so quickly just sort of, but straining at the least you know those old, those A2s were pretty hopeless and they would probably top out at about 100 and this guy must have been pinning it to the floor to keep it at that and it, past. And I remember just Roger who's you know has raced radicals and things like that going Oh my god, this road's a bit fast, isn't it? Because everyone was just driving like crazy. That's, but it is a great road because it's it, smooth and it, it's, it's a function. It, well, exactly. It's a function of the congestion in Britain that we're so used to struggling on the motorway to being stuck nose to tail and not being able to drive even at a rate of sensible progress, you might say. The first opportunity you get when a road opens up, you just you can't help yourself. Mm. It's a psychological thing. You have to go and make up for that lost time. So if you ever get stopped by the M6 on the uh, toll road there for... Um, uh, for speeding and watch out because I believe they have some pretty wacky plain clothes cars is that right yeah, oh, that's yeah, useful yeah. well just some, uh, I, someone had told me they've got an Impreza or a Legacy I can't remember uh, and they've definitely got the Skoda Octavia VRS which are quite popular with the cops these days so yeah just watch out for anything if you see like a Seo Penza or something really really weird it could be plain clothes police you never know this show is called Gareth Jones on Speed but we recommend a speed of 69.89 miles per hour on the M6 motorway toll road say goodbye guys
Jones on Speed würde für Wiesbang von einem Walliser in England produziert. <lacht> 